before we uh, before we make it rain, we need to understand what rain is all about. Before being a rainmaker, making a ton of money, uh, we need to understand what rain is all about. So I I wrote down uh, you know the word R A I N. So you guys remember these in your quest for finding a job. Okay. So the first one that I that I'll uh, share with you is uh, the and I put number one because this is the, exactly where I where I tell people that they need to start, which is with research. Okay. Okay. So let me give you an example. Let's let's start with uh, let's start with Chris. Chris, since you're here, okay. Uh, Chris, what are you studying? What did you uh, say? I, got, I got a degree in international business and then uh, two certificates in logistics and entrepreneurship. Okay, that's super cool. So logistics and international business. Let yeah. me let me ask you a question uh, about your college experience. Um, how many people in logistics were part of your inner circle? How many people were you hanging out with in logistics? Maybe one. Yeah, not many. Not many. Okay. So hold that thought. Hold that thought because we'll bring that to the end later on. But this proves a little bit of my point is we go aimlessly uh, getting degrees without really understanding what the market is. So this is where we have to do a little research. Now, let me tell you something, Chris. You're in the right place for that degree. Okay. But some people that study marketing, study finance, right? All these things, they never do research. Research. So what are the places where I start doing research? The first thing is, um, if you're in Miami, I don't know that if you know, but Miami uh, has organizations from the state and from the city that all they do is court uh, corporations to come to Miami. So that's that's called economic development, right? And they want those big tax dollars to come to Miami. Uh, guess what they have? So they, in order to court those big corporations, they have to talk about their, their infrastructure and what is available in Miami. Um, they do a lot of research. That research, guess what? is shared publicly to convince these corporations and companies that the talent is there. And guess who the talent is? Raise your hand, Chris, you, right? So they do research to make sure that they have the appropriate talent to, to hire people that are, that are trained in supply chain and logistics, in your case, right? Or in finance or whatever the case is. So uh, I'm going to share with you a... Um, a website okay so if you live in miami there's a, 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 a if you want to live in miami right so i said and we can repeat this in other places but i'm going to talk about miami so the first one the first page that i would look at is enterpriseflorida.com so enterprise florida if you guys want to do a little research and and see uh scott and chris since you're on online uh, Enterprise Florida is the economic development arm of the state of Florida, right? If you go, if you click underneath, go a little down, you'll see in the middle, by the way, I'm an expert on the website. Uh, you go in the middle, you're going to have industries, a tab that says industries. And guess what? You click on industries, it tells you everything about the industries that are in Florida and where the companies are located. So guess, guess what? Um, if you're studying supply chain and logistics uh, and, and you live in, in Tallahassee, that's probably not the right place for you as a talent. So you have to find the places around the state where they need supply chain and logistics people. So what are the major ports in Florida? So Port Everglades, Port Miami, right? Those are the two major ports. They handle almost, you know, the, the, the entire, thank you very much, Scott, for sharing online. Uh, they handle the, the majority of the activity of, the, of, the, of anything that gets shipped 
And, and guess what? South Florida is a primary hub for anything that comes from Latin America or gets sold to Latin America. So if you want to know, uh, you know, not only find the place, by the way, I can, and I can do this for any industry, any industry, medical field, health, health and human resources, banking and finance, marketing, right? Technology. So by the way, if you if you read Miami is is uh, is the entrepreneur capital of the U.S. now, right? Uh, with a lot of technology happening here, Mo and I spend countless of hours hanging out with technology people. They're here. Where are they? You need to do a little research. No? So number one is Enterprise Florida. Number two, I will share one with you that I that I love, uh, but that but it but it gets um, hidden. It's Go to the websites for the chambers of commerce. So uh, you go to the Orlando Chamber, Greater Miami Chamber, Jacksonville, uh, and, and Tampa, right? And guess what I do? Go to the events, events and activities, right? And then when you go to the events, uh, the other thing is you'll see you'll see uh, you'll see sponsors. Guess who the major sponsors are? The people looking for talent, right? They're trying to promote themselves. These are big companies that have money. Uh, these are the people, the, the places where you should be looking at. Also, look for the membership directory. So any of these organizations, if they're paying to become members of an association, right? Uh, Chris, Greater Miami Chamber. Yes, I think that's the website. Uh, so, um, Look at the members, right? The members are the tap, the ones that will be your future employers. So again, uh, those are two sources. The third one that I love, and they don't do it anymore the same way, but I'm trying to say if I if I uh, if I can get a copy is World City. So World City does CEO events. And they used to put out a, a magazine that gives a lay of the land on who are the, the, the uh, 2,500 multinationals that are in Miami. And they used to have their website for all of them. And they were either from, uh, from uh, a lot of them are now coming from Europe. So let me, let me explain to you about Miami, what, what used to happen. So when I came to Miami, Miami was the hub of Latin America. It's still the hub of Latin America, but guess what happened? The companies in Europe, the companies in Europe started using Miami because the culture there, particularly for, for people in Spain, people in Italy, people in France, the culture is very similar. So guess what? They didn't want to live in Wichita, Kansas. They wanted to live in a place that was more friendly to them. And they started coming to Miami, the French, the Spaniards. The British, right, started coming to Miami. So now Miami became from Latin America to also the hub for European companies entering the United States. So that's the second. The third, the third is, um, you know, the pandemic has helped us because people want to live in Florida because of less, less taxes, less hassles, right? They're spending a ton of money in the north. Guess what? Now Miami, they're moving their headquarters to, to South Florida, Boca, West Palm, right? All these areas, some of them in Tampa, some of them in Jacksonville. But these are, this information is, is, is important, okay? For you to, to be aware, that's research. And then uh, Florida Trend Magazine is something that I read almost every month. Florida Trend is a magazine that tells you what is happening in, in Florida? Who's moving where, right? I get information ahead of time, before it comes out in LinkedIn, before it comes out in the market. Guys, this, are, this is uh, what research is all about. LinkedIn is a wonderful tool, but it's not the only tool, okay? So this is why I wanna tell you, and if you see something posted in LinkedIn, my, my thought is that six months before, they couldn't find the right person, therefore they posted it in LinkedIn. Okay, so research, right? This is the R, so important. So whenever you start your job search, 
you have to do research, okay? You have to do research. Um, if you are in, in the medical field, guess what? You need to research, you know, what are the, where are the main hospitals, right? If you're, if you're in banking, so of course, if you don't speak Spanish and you're in banking, right? You're not gonna work in Latin America operation of a bank. You're gonna work in a commercial service in a consumer banking or commercial banking, not in corporate. Because guess, guess what? Corporate headquarters are only the hub for Latin America. So I was the head of Latin America for trade finance for Bank of America. I was the exception to the rule. So the corporate clients, my corporate clients were multinationals that were focused on Latin America, Walmarts. So I ran the Walmart operation for Latin America for trade finance, all the, all the supply chain and logistics, all the financing of that. So guess what? I am an exception to the rule. If I want to work in banking in Miami, it's consumer, commercial, or corporate, you need to speak Spanish. If not, you got to move out. You got to move to Charlotte, right? Atlanta, New York, because that's where the jobs are for corporate banking, for Spanish, for non-Spanish speakers. I'm just telling you the truth, right? You might work at a hedge fund of those that are moving from the North to South Florida, which is which can happen as well. And there, you don't need to speak Spanish. Uh, but those hedge funds, usually they're looking for pedigree, what they call pedigree, which are Ivy League type schools. <laughs> so if you, if you make a breakthrough from FIU or from UM or from Nova or from FIU, which are phenomenal schools with smart people, consider yourself buenísimo, really, really good. Because usually those are not the schools where these uh, uh, private equity firms recruit in. Guess how those people that are working there that came from those schools, uh, how did they get their jobs? We're gonna talk about it, okay? So let's talk about A. This is the important one here for, for particularly for the young folks in the audience. So A is attitude. I told you when I was 22, I, I thought I, I had a big, I had a big ego, right? I thought I, I walked on water, although now I know Jesus, but before I thought I walked on water and I realized that I had a problem that I thought I knew it all. I came out of college thinking that I could be a CEO because I learned how to be a CEO, right? And, and guess what? My attitude was my biggest problem when I started. Right. When you start, believe it or not, there's people that have way ahead of you, right, that pay their dues at the companies. And these people, you know, just like you have a degree, just like you. Right. And you're 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 being you're waiting for your chance to get there. So if you're in corporate America, I'm not talking about entrepreneurs in the house, entrepreneurs in the house. I love entrepreneurs. I love them. <laughs> but those are gutsy guys and women. Right. These are gutsy people. Uh, that, that basically, you know, <laughs> taking chances and it has to, you have to have a certain attitude. If you don't like taking chances, I was scared. I didn't want to take chances at that time. I, I came from a broken, uh, marriage. I mean, my, my parents were, were separated. I was scared. Right. So I, I had to work in corporate America at the beginning until I, I eliminated the fear of that. Uh, but the attitude was so important. So. Um, and that's where you got scared in corporate America. Yeah, well, I got scared in corporate America for other things, but those are other type of trainings, not how to find a job. So uh, having a, 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 a emotional intelligence is important, okay? Emotional intelligence is something that, that you guys will hear a lot more, but it's really the reason why, uh, what, what allows you to interact with people that are giving jobs. So let me give you an example. Um, I shall not name, name people, but I have a friend of mine here at Apprentice that was looking for a job in banking, right? And I said, okay, uh, the head of corporate banking for this bank is gonna be in this location at eight o'clock. Can you make it? Well, guess what? At eight o'clock, the person didn't appear, right? Um, First, you can't do that. You're you're killing you're killing yourself when you do that. 
and then you make me look bad or make whoever referred you look bad. So therefore, it is so important, right? That's why Marisa knows that I'm picky about the people that enter Apprentice Worldwide because if they don't have the emotional intelligence to, to come on time, be professional in their interaction, be respectful, right? Have a, have a humble heart. That doesn't mean that you, that you cannot rise to the occasion when you're given a leadership role, but you have to be careful with your attitude. So again, um, if you don't understand what emotional intelligence is, please let me know. By the way, we have courses at Apprentice Worldwide on emotional intelligence and the importance of timeliness. We have time management courses that we're able to share with the team. So you understand how to plan all these things to make your life a little easier. But your attitude is probably up there, right? In terms of, uh, of why you're not getting uh, the right job. Yeah? So again, uh, trust me, I know very, very many people that are super talented and intelligent, and it has nothing to do with that. I think what, what happens is, again, you have to put your ego in check, right? You are talented, you're extremely talented, extremely knowledgeable, right? But your attitude is sometimes what kills you. And that's, that's it, right? Uh, I, I have PhDs that are super intelligent, but that have no personality, or that, that, that happens, right? And, and therefore they give, I, I, don't know, I don't know about you, but normally they, they try to hire personable people, <laughs> particularly if they're paying them $100,000. You know, they don't wanna pay somebody $100,000 unless you're like the only one that can do that in the planet, then they, then they make an exception of your attitude, right? Mm -hmm. But since you are a talent in, the, in, a, in a crowded marketplace, your attitude is key. So, by the way, we can share some of this, these courses later on with our team. Okay, so we have 10 minutes and I want to leave some time for questions. Uh, I, so what is I? Called image. So, I don't know about you, but one of the things that I, that I do now in LinkedIn is I look at pictures of people. And I, I love when people that want a $100,000 job have a picture of them with a selfie in the car. <laughs> um, so you have a tremendous, tremendous talent and you ruin everything that I read by having a jokingly picture, which by the way, it might not be the best representation of you. And therefore you try to have the best representation of you in the field that you're in. So let's say, so Mo and I now don't work ties. Okay. That tells people that you don't, that you are, you know, an entrepreneur, a technology person, a, uh, you know, operations and logistics, right? But if you're, if you're a, a banker, right? An investment banker, uh, and, and you're wearing a t-shirt and, and you're taking yourself in the back of your car and post it as your LinkedIn profile, uh, they'll think you're a joke and they'll shut it down, right? So um, the other thing is, what I tell people is, you dress the part that you want to play. So therefore, if you, wanna, if you want to uh, find a professional job, you get professional in the way that you dress. By the way, I think we're past the stage right now with, with millennials and, and Gen Z's where people can have tattoos, nobody cares, right? Um, or nobody cares about piercing unless it, it's distracting in, in a way that, that people cannot focus, okay? Uh, but again, I, what I tell people is just whatever you're applying for, just you know try to, Fit in a little bit, and I and I and I say a little bit because I, I think times are changing, right? Where people uh, get more and more relaxed about these things. Uh, but until that happens, if you want a job in Miami in a certain industry, you gotta dress the part. And later on, once you get in, you 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 go to HR and start a policy 
that allows for people to dress a little different, and then you're golden. But if you are marching at the beat of the drum of that company, guess what? You got to play the part. It's like if I go to Target, am I going to wear a blue shirt or a red shirt? Hey? <laughs> just, that's that's just just goes to show you how important you know that the image happens the other thing is image in person and image online so you have to be consistent with your image and when you get out of college you don't look at these things by the way everybody googles you right everybody googles you and they can find pictures of anything that you did somehow so guess what I do? I lock everything. I create another profile. I, you know, whatever, whatever my private life is, I don't want it. I don't want it to be public for reasons. Guess what? Lock it, lock it, hide it, change the picture. But anything that you have public, make sure that it's consistent with the image that you want professionally. If people are, if you care about that, right? If you care about getting a job and I'm talking about getting a job, right? If you care about getting a job, Lock it, lock it and load it, right? Nobody cares, needs to know. They can't even ask you about anything personal. That's against the law. But people cannot stop, nothing stops the HR department from Googling. It says nowhere that you can't be Googled. Uh, so therefore, I suggest that you guys Google yourselves. That's the first thing that I would do is Google <laughs> your name and, and Google your email address, by the way. Uh, Google your usernames. Anything that you have out there uh, that is attached to your name somehow that people can find, research. Yeah, Google it. And if you see that your image is not the image that you want to project, then guess what? Lock it. Change it. There's organizations that all they do is image improvement, right? Um, that allow you to to you can you can you can actually. These organizations even can contact Google and do SEO changes. I don't know how they do it, but that's not my thing. But again, I would suggest that you, you know, you play the part. <laughs> you play the part. Uh, another thing that happens, an image is important. Uh, so uh, I'll share some something that happens with me sometimes, which is I wear many hats. Okay. I wear the daddy hat i wear the husband hat i wear the the uh volunteer hat i wear the banking hat i wear the association hat i wear many hats what i tell people is it doesn't matter how many hats you have just don't wear them all at the same time so do something and do it right imagine your wall full of hats and the hat you're picking it up and dropping the other one in the hat in the hat location so if I am, a, I am a daddy and I am also, you know, uh, volunteering for trade finance, guess what? I can mention a few things about daddy, but I'm wearing the trade finance hat. If I am wearing the daddy hat with the ears sticking and I'm complaining about my kids all the time and all that, the, uh, not that people don't not care. It's just uh, it's not the right place. So the image that I portray is important. If I am in sales, right? professional image i'm trying to dress nicely and, and by the way mo gives a class on how to dress appropriately also uh, you know uh, you don't have to wear a, a tie but you can wear a little scarf you can wear a little different colors right uh based on the industry again uh, don't come in flip-flops and t-shirt uh, to a place where everybody is is dressed with a with a jacket right these are things that are also important okay so image image online image in person and the last one which is my favorite is networking okay so guys um i told you about my job that i found uh by volunteering in this organization uh, as a host in the career career expo um i have had at least 10 jobs right 10 12 jobs people make fun of me because i've had several jobs guess how many jobs i have applied for in my life so a thousand probably uh, jobs in my career 
guess how many jobs I have gotten by by applying to the job? Uh, Chris, how many? Not many, I'm assuming. Not many, right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Zero. All <laughs> my jobs, all my jobs, I've gotten referred by somebody. All my jobs. So there's a book that I recommend. We have books on networking that are manuals on networking. But there's a book that I recommend called Dig Your Well Before You Are Thirsty. Because it's a concept that, that people don't get, which is you start networking when you need something. Okay? When you need somebody, it's when you start networking. When you need a job, it's when you start networking. When you need money, it's when you start networking. And if you're a person that is constantly networking, right, uh, then you don't, you don't need to rely on it because you have your well is filled, right? You just got to go to the well and drink a little water from the well. But if you're, if you're not thinking before you're thirsty, you are in, you put yourself in a predicament. So I'll give you some tips, which are, which are also important is whenever you go to networking events, just think about what we do here at Apprentice Worldwide is building relationships, right? What is a building a relationship is? And I remember Mo that you gave this uh, talk and I, and I loved it, which is, you know, we spend 90% of our time talking about stupid things, very little things that are not meaningful. Guess what? When you're building relationships, you have to talk about meaningful things. So what are meaningful things? Uh, Chris, what's your favorite sport? Uh, baseball. Baseball. Yeah, baseball. All right. Uh, is there any baseball baseball people here? You know baseball? Sports, period. Sports? Yeah. Hey, come here. Talk to me about this. That's my least favorite, but I still watch it. Okay, so what do you like about, about baseball? The Red Sox. The Red Sox. You like the Red Sox, Chris? No, sir. What's Mar your team? Marlins. The Marlins. Okay. Marlins are okay. No, no. Yeah. We shouldn't talk. <laughs> yeah. We can have a conversation about, about, about sports. And easily. Baseball. That, that breaks the ice easily. Yeah. 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 Guess what? Let's talk about food. Now look at me, right? I talk. What, what's your favorite food, Chris? What's your favorite food? I'll go with a, a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger. So do you, do you do you like those? Uh, you know, to try those different type of cheeseburgers, or you like a McDonald's type of guy? No, I like I like nice ones. What's the best burger you had? My industry, Nicky Jam's restaurant. Nicky Jam's restaurant on Bayside. Bayside. Have you tried that out? It's called La Boricua. Never. Yeah. La Borico, it has a knife and everything. Burger is good. Everything we have is great. Everything, mm -hmm. brother. The burger was amazing. Yeah. I know. So I'll write it down. Point, point number two. Point number three. What are your hobbies? What do you like to do? Uh, go to the gym. Go to the gym. Anybody here go to the gym? Karina, come here. 15 years I lived in it. Karina is in Germany. It's part of Apprentice Worldwide in, in Germany. She's Venezuelan, by the way. <laughs> so you go to the gym. When do you go to the gym? Me? Yes. At 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Who, who, at what time do you go, Chris? I go around 2 to 3 p.m. 2 to 3 p.m. studying still. <laughs> studying still, right? It hasn't, it doesn't have a yeah, job. Yeah, like after you get a job, you choose whether you're a morning person in the gym or a late night person in the gym. That's right. Either, my, I'm not a morning person nor a night person. But, okay, uh, how, much, how, much, uh, how much time do you spend on the gym? Two hours. Two hours. What is the recommended time? Uh, it depends on your body type. It depends on what works for your body, what works for your goals. Like usually men wouldn't spend that much time because like muscle mass is different. I need to do cardio every day. So again, Bruce, Bruce my point, Karina is, is more of an expert than me <laughs> in, uh, in going to the gym. So Chris, you guys can share stories about what works in the gym and what doesn't work. Right. I have an amazing trainer online. If you're interested. Yes, share, share, share it, share it in the chat or put it online. Put it in our in our WhatsApp. 
So proves my point again. How do you build relationships? You find things in common. Right. I just wanted to say something uh, to jump in on that because it's funny because even if you don't have in common, there's still something to talk about so that you can get to know each other further. So, for example, the back question with baseball, I hate watching baseball because I had an ex-boyfriend in Dallas, Texas that would make me watch every single Texas Rangers game. And I just baseball just takes a lot of time if you're not into it. Okay, but Chris doesn't like that. So talk about something. Just, <laughs> talking and sharing that experience is enough. That topic, subject matter, right? Yes. At the end of the day, everybody has a body. Right? Well, no, so no, I. If you want to work out, so, like this, you can talk about. Oh, Nalisa, I'll share something with you. You never want to start a negative a relationship in the negative. So you, what I do is, everything that I try to do is focus on the positive. So if we focus on the negative, guess what it's going to do? It's going to repel, repel a relationship, yeah. not mended, not built it. But it would make it That's only if they don't have a moment. Okay, Karina. If I find something I feel strongly against, yeah. I would be curious about why did you love it so much. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. And yeah, I'm yeah. But, absolutely. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about, here we go. Yes. Talking about here. Yeah. The positive of that story is I can understand baseball now. These, these people, by the way, guys, guys, <laughs> people do not have to be your best friend. This is this is what 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 happens in life, you know. Whatever you believe in, we are gonna be different. You you're not, you and I are gonna be different. Yeah. Her and I are gonna be different. But guess what? I'm not gonna talk to her about my kids, although she appreciates that. I have issues. Guess what? I talk to you. with people that have kids. If I talk about religion, because I happen to be guys, you know that I that I was a young adult minister before. I talk to religion with the people that care about that. So I find out. I find out and I do that. Mo, Mo and I, we hang out, we talk about everything and we disagree and agree on many things, but I always find time to spend it. He does not, what I, obviously I love being married and having kids, but he doesn't, he's not married and have kids. So it's a different life. I asked him, how's that life? Can I go with you? <laughs> and then he reminds me, no, her now, no. If you're the one initiating the conversation, that's where emotional intelligence will come in. Yeah. You have to know who you're talking to. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, again, Nalisa, Nalisa, and guys, do not talk, talk, focus on the negative. You're trying to build the relationship, not destroy it. Build the relationship. So, if the person, if you do not have something in common with that person, you always try to find something in common. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Building relationships, right? Guess what we have here? Guess, guess what we have here guess what we have apprentice worldwide right guess what we have so guys right we have a network i'm talking about the people in our in our network we vet people to make sure that they have an emotional intelligence we make sure that people have a good heart we make sure that people are highly motivated right that they'll go goal oriented right so all these things and they're leaders so those are the five things when, when, when we build a team, we build it around those five things. Guess what? Those are common things. So ask yourself, what are you a leader of? Chris, I know you're a leader, right? What What's your leadership positions that you held? Tell me. Uh, I held one in AKS in my, the business fraternity, and I held one in the orientation office, uh, Florida International. This, those are phenomenal experiences that if you share with people, all of a sudden, people get an idea. Oh, Chris was an orientation. He was a leader, right? You're living in a good image. You're building a relationship with people. And, 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 when, and when there's an opportunity, guess who they're going to think about? You, right? Because you're sharing the things that are, that, are, that are good and that you have in common. Okay, so we passed. It was supposed to be till 6 o'clock, and we want to have a, a, a coffee. Let's just say a, a, Yeah, now is the time for Q&A. Question. Uh, Comlan, you had a question? Please. Yeah, I have a question, please. Go ahead. Okay. Um, thank you for the uh, for the presentation. So I'm just a bit worried about like you didn't talk about I know apprentice worldwide is a network of people from different continents and from um, different countries, right? And then most of us starts, you know, moving into new country, new society, and it's 
a bit challenging to like find a suitable job in our field. Okay, let me speak from my own perspective. So the kind of job uh, that is open to uh, international student, it's not the same thing as the one available to uh, domestic student here, right? And then for that purpose, it's normally require a sponsor, like a work sponsor. So during the course of your presentation, you do talk about uh, companies that want to sponsor um, workers, right? So what are the strategies? Because I believe there should be a kind of different uh, strategies to applying for such job positions compared to uh, what it is for a domestic student. So do you oh, have any on oh. that? Yeah. Let me let me plug let me plug something which is super cool. So next Thursday, we have a partner of ours called Talanta speaking about how to get remote jobs. So we're gonna have a full hour of doing that. Okay, but Miami has 3 million people and another uh, 50 million that want to move here to the city. Okay, uh, and therefore, uh, people can be selective with finding local talent to be able to feed their need. So the only reason that they might go remotely is cost reduction, having the same talent with the less paying that's paying for you. So if you're expecting the same payment, right? Freelance, for example, Corina, you know, that's why you went online because obviously if you, if you apply for a job in Venezuela, uh, you, your payment is uh, close, <laughs> close to zero. And, uh, but as a freelance, you're able to, to promote yourself as an entrepreneur and are able to, to get a little more. Not gonna be the same as the person physically that is in the US, like if they get paid, if we get paid, uh, you know, we pay $15 an hour. I don't know what the minimum salary is, uh, $13, $15 an hour. They're not going to get, uh, a person in Venezuela cannot charge that. They'll charge $5 or they charge $3, right? But that's that's the competitive nature. And, and that's why you have to be supply and demand. So these are things that need to be studied. It's a, That's why this remote job situation is important. What is your skill set that is different than anybody else. What is your skill set that is different than anybody else? If your skill set is the same, people are going to go with the lowest paying option. That's it. Or if they really, they go to either the lowest paying option or the person that they like the most, which is, you know, why you have to build relationships. But I think, okay, thank you. Um, but I think regarding my field, uh, regarding my field, I'm a chemist, right? So, uh, and most of my job is gonna be like a kind of a practical job, like physical job, and most times in the laboratory or somewhere else. So do you think I could get that from Upwork or Fiverr or you know, the, uh, freelancing website? So the other, the other thing where I would, where I would find is, so let me, let me go back to Chris, to Chris, okay? Because Chris, I asked him at the beginning, how many, how many people in logistics did you know? How many chemists do you know? Well, I know a lot of chemists, but not in the United States. So there I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to be a new contact here, man. What would I do? Association of Chemists in the Americas. Yeah. Whatever, wherever the chemists hang out, if that is your role, what you want, you have to be with those people. So, for example, the, that's how you, I, I told you that I, I never that I never applied that I applied for many jobs, but I got jobs referred. Guess where I would hang out? I would hang out with FIBA, the Florida International Bankers Association. If I wanted banking jobs, I hang out with the bankers. Uh, most of my jobs have been in global trade finance. Guess where I hang out? I am the chairman of ITFA in the Americas, the Trade Finance Association of the Americas, where I spent the past 25 years making a name for myself in my field, right? Guess what I used to do 25 years ago? I was clueless. No, no, nobody. I would spend time going to New York, going to LA, going to Chicago, meeting the people that were the experts in these things. And that's how I ended up with the jobs instead of somebody else, building the relationships. So, Tomlin, now that you're in the US, your job, I will, I will give you homework. Do research, okay? And hang out with the people that you want to be like. Okay, cool. 
Bob. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, seven and a half. I have one more question, please. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to share, Coleman, because two things came to mind with your question. Uh, okay. There's a lot. Uh, the, for one of the first things that Hernan said about research is super important because there's actual quotas. For example, I had a consultant from the United Nations give me an idea of like how you can get a job with the United Nations, for example. And she literally told me to look at the maps and see the jobs, like go to the website and see the positions that are available because they have quotas that they have to show like diversity across the board, essentially for the people that they hire. And that leads me to the second um, point, which is like, there are now a tremendous amount of jobs emerging as diverse, diversity, equity, and inclusion specialists, heads of communities, these people that are focused on sustainability goals and these um, that are tied to philanthropic dollars and social enterprises as well. So there's a, there's a lot of companies out there that um, these are all cross industry. So like what Hernan said about supply chain, even if you're not in supply chain, things have to move from one thing to another. That's business at the end of the day. So your knowledge in that area and networking creates that. So look into international jobs and also like positions for corporations that relate to community diversity and inclusion. And then the third is that cybersecurity is the third area, right? That is a, one example of a certification that you can get. You already start with a huge salary and every company is looking for people that know about it. So what they're saying to differentiate yourself, it's like, how can I compete with everybody else and not, not only compete with your talents, but like something that's cross industry, like what he's talking about, just being a part of these groups and networking and learning about it is how you form relationships and close business deals and move up in that company. Let's go, let, let's, uh, I know Donna had a question, but it, guys, one of the things that happened to me is, uh, and, and, and it happened to a lot of us, is sometimes you need to be flexible. Huh? Flexibility is important. If you're driven about money only, right? Money only, money is important. You can make a ton of money, but also if you don't like what you're doing, right? And you find yourself again, in, a, in the wrong market with the wrong type of stuff. So let's say you're already, you're already graduated uh, in, in, uh, from I don't know, marketing and there's no marketing jobs, right? You can do two things. Go where the marketing job is, find marketing people to give you tips and network and become an expert in marketing. Or guess what? Uh, and she mentioned it before, Nalisa, you are reskilled, right? Reskill, upskill, reskill, training and development, get more courses, anything, anything that, in, that, that allows you to uh, adequate to the market that you're in. Because let's say that the most important thing to you is living in Miami because you want your family in Miami. So you have to go back to the beginning, right? Research. So let's, let me find out what's in Miami, what are the top paying jobs. And those are the ones that you want. Guess what? Retrain. Right. If you cannot afford a, a third degree, uh, get little courses that are free or take little courses. Right. So this is the, 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 the advice that I tell you. Find out what you want to do and research in those areas. And if you want to do it in Miami and they don't have anything, you might have to reskill. Mm -hmm. By the way, uh, entrepreneurship is also an option. So we're going to talk about that in, in uh in February, a lot of that in February, but uh, it's also a big option if you're trying to do what you like and also make a little bit of money, extra money to 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 uh, have you have the lifestyle that you like. Uh, go ahead. I was going to ask if, um, if the participants would be interested in exam prep training, like for the Microsoft exams. Yeah. So anybody. Anybody interested in Microsoft prep exams? If you are, just put it in our in our apprentice chat, okay, and on WhatsApp. I would actually be interested in that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, Excel is like, like Excel sustains the world, <laughs> like it or not. Four Microsoft exams are worth more than a master's. Yeah, I mean, seriously, if you're really good at Excel and PowerPoint, you're better than everyone else in the company. Like my CEO keeps asking me to do all of these things right. for him because like data it's just management. Like, I just don't make it as good as you. Like, okay. Ninety percent of business users don't know how to use Excel and Word. 
Yeah. And Excel is, especially if you're working finances or business stuff, it's like everything you will do all the time. There's always pressure to look at. Okay. So guys, we, we exceeded the time. Uh, now we, we're cutting into our networking time. But I want to go back to these. Whenever you're looking for a job, just just I want you to to you want to be a rainmaker. Start with rain, right? Rain is what the uh, what you need to start. If you go nowhere, just know that you have to research that you have to have the right attitude. The image has to be the right image or that you're portraying. And then the last one, which I love, networking, which is all about building relationships. How do we build relationships? Finding things in common, try to, to avoid negative uh, situations, right? Uh, if you want to be friends, you want to talk about things in common. Uh, otherwise, you start becoming enemies, and that's not what we want, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it's all about building relationships. So when I go to a networking event, I try to meet one person and become friends with one person. I don't go around and want to meet 20,000 people. It defeats the purpose of building deep, meaningful relationships. Uh, it's not about collecting cards. For me, it isn't. It's about, you know, finding gems, good people with good hearts that we have things in common that we can help each other out or they can help me or I can help them. And, and that's another thing. It's not all one-sided, right? It's not all one-sided. It's, it's two-sided. So if, you, if you're getting, 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 getting 100% of the time, just think about how you can give. If you have a good heart, just think about how you can give. Maybe not now, but the little things, you know, the little things are important. Like I, I'm always thinking of, particularly with our mentors, which are some of my best friends, I'm always thinking, how can I help them? They're helping me, uh, helping the next generation. How can I help them? Right? How can I help them? I'm always thinking, no, Mo, I'm always, okay, it's time for you. Come over here. Come over here. This is for you. This is right? This is what it's all about, right? And I'll share one final story because we, we want to network a little bit. And, and Alisa's hosting us here. So uh, one of the things uh, that I'll share with you is in 2015, in 2015, uh, I decided to change jobs and I went for the money. And I, and I went for the money. I didn't go for, I, I, I let go of a great relationship that I had with my boss and all that stuff. I went for the money at that time. And uh, a year and a half, two, two and a half years later, I was fired. Uh, the bank cut, cut our, 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 uh, our division and we ended up, I ended up on the streets for a year and a half. No, almost two years. Uh, when I was down, guess who were the ones that picked me up? My friends, my mentors, my buddies, my associates. Right. This is a time when I when I uh, when they said, oh, Ernest, you know, you've been helping us so much. Come get out of the house. Come, you know, find go to these entrepreneur events. Find out. I used to go to Eventbrite every day and see what what event it was. And I was to get out. Right. And little by little, you know, with those relationships, eventually I found something. Right. Eventually I found something. But it's not only in the good times that you build relationships for. It's also you know, in your personal life, once you build relationships with people that you love and you care for, guess what? They're going to help you out in many other ways, right? It's not only to find a job, but also to make you happy when you need a little pick-me-up. And those are the people that I, that's why I value so much relationships. Because, you know, when I was down, these are the people that picked me up. So, and I want to be there for people that need the help as well. A last question. I saw Donna and then Donna, you had a question? Yeah. Hello, everyone. I hope uh, I'm clear enough. By the way, and Donna? Now, yes. Do you hear me? Yes. By the way, Donna said Kenya. Am I audible enough? Yeah, you are. Okay, so actually it's not a question. It's just an appreciation as a young person that uh, is currently at her first job. I think this is enlightening. Uh, mostly, thank you, Arnan, for the rain. This is what, uh, that uh, abbreviation is what I'm carrying through this, this year. I want to build an image for myself. So this was enlightening and uh, great to see everyone. 
I just woke up from sleep and said that I must attend this meeting. So thank you, everyone. Nice to see you, Komla. Nice to see Anan. Nalisa Sati, hope to get to know everyone and connect to everyone. Thank you, and uh, have a good time over there. Thank you, Donna. And, and listen, Chris Alfaro is one that you want to meet because he's into logistics uh, and he will help you get my Mabuyus that you promised that you were going to send to me since I met you. Okay. Uh, so we'll yeah. get those Mabuyus. By the way, when you see Donna's presentation, uh, Donna, Donna gave a wonderful presentation about Kenya and she shared about her food. Uh, and I told her that there is, if I cannot see her, at least I will taste the Mabujus one time here in the U.S. And and her job and mine is to find a way to get those to the U.S. I'll definitely. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Donna is also uh, a karate student. So I always say Donna is my bodyguard. <laughs> karate for a long time. By the way, these are things, again, so how can a, a guy in Miami uh, from Puerto Rico in banking get along with Donna in Kenya, right? We, because we have people, people forget that uh, regardless of all of this, the people that are here have big hearts. And if we have nothing in common, that is the number one thing that we have in common. The people here have big, big hearts. Some of them are a little tough sometimes, and I got a reminder to soften them a bit, but they have big hearts um, and they give, give all the time. And, that, and those people I want to have in my life every day of my life, right? I want good people in my life, not bad people. So in the rain, when you see networking, it's not about networking. It's about building relationships, okay? Guys, we got to go. Any, any, anything else? Join us next Thursday, the third Thursday, the third Thursday of every month. We're going Apprentice Worldwide will be hosting this mentorship panel and forum for learning based on the monthly topics. And we will be announcing this on both of the websites of the Center of Social Change as well as Apprentice Worldwide with the annual calendar. Stay tuned in. We hope to see you next month as well. Thank you guys so much. Thank you all for being a part of this and also mentoring us because we're learning from you all. So Coleman and all the people that are here, like, thank you so much for joining us. It makes all of the difference of the world. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. And by the way, in August, guess what happens in August? I put it over here. We have our annual conference in August. Yeah. So if anybody, uh, it's going to be here in Miami. Uh, People from around the world are more than welcome. We're going to have sessions with the mentors. We're going to have a ton of activities. This is our seventh annual conference that we will have. You, we usually have a golf outing or a some sort of activity uh, for people to get to know each other. So it's not only all business. It's also social. We'll get to hang out, uh, interact, finding ways to, to connect. And that's going to be in Miami August. in yep, August. In Miami, it's the next gen career expo and leadership summit to circle that, all back. That's right. <laughs> so, Nalisa and I will share more of that info. Guys, I hope that again, you're all, you want to be rainmakers, you need to first learn about rain, right? And put that into practice, right? Every day, you research, you have a good attitude, you check your image to make sure that it's okay. And last, you build relationships that lasts a lifetime. How do you do that? Finding those little gems, keeping them close to you, building those relationships. You know, it doesn't matter. If the differences are 20,000. Find the things that you have in common and you'll surely make good friends. I gotta go. Bye everyone. Thank you so All much. Right, thank you. Thank you. Be good. Bye. Bye.